0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Rich Bradbury, and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bytes. It's 12.04. In the studio with me today, I have... Frida Liu. Arvini Braj, And Christine Wong is our producer of the day. Say hello, Christine. Hello. Frida, you've been sat around here all morning, Mm, right? Working. Busy morning for you, right? Uh, So we asked a a question earlier this morning. uh, And the question uh, is, could Malaysian politics have communicated better about recent events, and if so, how? Uh, we asked that around uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, sorry, 9.48, in fact, we posted that question. Uh, and so far, there's been a flurry of votes with about an hour left. Uh, we'll go through the results a little bit later on. But that's what we'd like you to talk about today. Uh, you know, have they been effective in the way in which they've communicated? You can get us via WhatsApp, of course, Zero one eight seven eight nine double eight. Double nine Twitter or Instagram, we have polls on both. Is at BFM radio. We do have other stories, should we need to touch on them a little bit later on throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say that we will probably be discussing mostly about mm. this. Uh, and of course, we talk a lot about communication here on. BFM, and, uh, particularly in some of our shows that we do. We have people coming on later on. Uh, Sheila Singham, of course, from Human Foundation. Uh, uh, sorry, Human, Human Equation. Equation. She'll be talking to us a little bit later on. Uh, Anita Lawrence, uh, who is a certified speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team. We've also got Dr. Craig Selby, uh, Director of Orchan Consulting, a communication and change agency. Now, part of the reason that we're asking this question, of course, is a lot of us may feel as though we've been left in the dark as Mm. to what's been happening Yeah, and uh, you know people have been saying oh thanks to the media for putting us in the picture and helping us out and We'll be honest, there's sometimes when we don't know what the heck is happening, yeah. right? And we are we are reaching out to a whole bunch of different people regularly. And we've seen how party leaders can be tight-lipped after meeting mm-hmm. and meeting with the interim prime minister. You know, a whole bunch of people yesterday, of course, after the meeting came out, didn't say anything, just dispersed. And everybody was like, well, what the heck is going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why can't you talk to us about this? And it raises a bigger question, you know, and I think, oh, Arv, you kind of mentioned it yesterday uh, in our chat group. You know, and that's that's telling already, you know, we have a chat group and we're discussing what we're going to discuss, mm-hmm. you know, and it was your question was, uh, uh, how much do politicians actually have to let us know? You know yeah, about- yeah, how much privacy do they do they need? Yeah. Um, and
1: by the way, we were discussing this like after midnight. So that's, that's how much we were thinking about like these issues. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you can sort of feel like uh, uh, there's frustration. There's sort of like you're left in the dark. Um, and also you can sort of empathize or understand people who don't want to have anything to do with politics you know when you certain people they say no i don't get into politics because you know these things go on for like weeks or even months and and once everything is done then i will check in and i will get a download of all the news because right. it is just difficult to get information on a day to day basis when you're looking for information especially mm. um and no one wants to give it out freely
2: and you, but and you also want credible information i can understand why they need to be tight-lipped uh, and when i'm looking at the poll and one of which is no i'm tired of all this i think i would have Voted for that one mm-hmm. um, But at the same time I remember On uh, listening Getting hold of this Bits and pieces of information And Sunday and I was I was in Kuching At that time And I could feel My stomach churning And I was so upset Right And then like Where am I getting This information And it's just Like I said You know Bits and pieces here um, and it's great I think like some media Have sort of like Put a, a, a time stamp uh, yeah. On things So you can say Okay so this happened mm-hmm. This happened mm-hmm. This happened So I can sort of Follow that one point And if you want, If you need to communicate Maybe just appoint one person as a communicator, so we're not getting information here and there. And I think that's what adds to the confusion. Like sometimes, uh, you know, I'm hearing stories, and like some are not credible sources, and these sort of WhatsApp groups from all these different groups and their names and comments and all that, right? Yeah. I think that's a problem with, with what, what's happened with social media mm. or online media back in the day like, in, okay, we'll wait for the paper, the afternoon paper, what's it going to yeah. say, right? So there there's that um, and, and that's the reality but if you can say this is that point that one person that communicates and that one one source of information that could help.
1: It makes it worse that uh, they are, I won't call them like media companies but they are like sub-media companies mm-hmm. that come out with information even before they're verified um, and these are the news articles that go viral and stuff and, and this is not like a legitimate media company um, they are sort of like pseudo news companies that pick up bits and pieces yeah. and they publish rumors and then yeah. people uh, uh, send those rumors and then like you said like whatsapp groups they all like stick in in all these different places uh, and then people consider them as news so that creates confusion for for even more people who believe the the, the sub-media and then they have to listen to the actual media sources and go like what is happening actually? actually, like what is going on in the country?
0: Yeah. And it, you know, it has an impact on like you, Frida as mm. well. Your, your stomach churning and yeah. people mm. with headaches and mm. us messaging one another at midnight and what the heck's going off. I don't know what the heck's going off. Mm. Uh, so we did manage to get hold of, uh, Sheila Singer, of course, uh, from, uh, uh, human equation. And we asked her earlier. So, uh, there's been a flurry of meetings held about the political situation and there are more meetings to come. Uh, a lot of people have felt frustration at the secretive nature of these meetings. Uh, Sheila, from your perspective this morning, what are the best practices for important meetings in times of change?
3: be as transparent as you can with people. In a time of uncertainty people are always looking to the leadership with questions in their minds and for direction on where the organisation is going in the light of the changes and I think it's very important to tell them as much as you possibly can. Of course certain times there's certain information that needs to be PNC because you can't just disseminate it to everybody for fear that it becomes public knowledge um, before important decisions have been made. But uh, as much as possible, at least tell people, look, things are going to be happening, the decisions are going to be made. And we will tell you as soon as possible. But right now, we want you to carry on business as usual. I think uh, what needs to happen also is the leaders have to keep the atmosphere positive. If the leaders start being negative and talking about it and are heard to be commenting on issues, people are going to take the cue from you. Whatever you say is going to be taken as opinion of a leader of that organization. And not only will it affect the morale of the people in your organization, it's also going to be you know, discussed outside. If uh, meetings are convened to make important decisions in the light of changes and uncertainty, be sure to cascade that outcome down to the people If they're demoralized and they are afraid and they sense that, oh, that's going to be changed, I don't want to be here, you might have an exit of people going and that's the time when you really need continuity, business continuity needs to be there at a time like that. Transparency is something that I would want it from my leaders, uh, whether they're political leaders or corporate leaders, because the absence of transparency implies that you've got something to hide. And if people have a perception that you've got something to hide, even though you might not then the trust factor is eroded and when you lose trust as a leader, it's going to take you forever to regain it, as I think uh, recent events in our country have shown.
0: Now, at the moment, civil servants and government workers, as, as well as the Malaysian public in general, are suffering from a lack of motivation and a sense of hope. For any leader out there, how would you advise them to keep people motivated?
3: The leader needs to be kind of like the bastion of of calm and confidence. Give people information. They need to be transparent, give as much information as regularly as they can to people. People want to hear from the leader. Employ a style of leadership which I call turun kapadang, you know, that's a Malaysian way. Even if they can't say, even if they can't give the answers, to be very frank about that, but to just, um, you know, mingle with the people, reassure them with your presence. When leaders begin to go missing at meetings and all that, and people know that they're not there and something's going on, meetings are being held and matters are being discussed, but they don't know anything, then they just begin to get... Not just uh, anxious, they might even begin to get very angry. Leaders need to understand that um, these are the people who are working at ground level and they've got plenty of feedback. they know what's happening, and their ideas and suggestions might be really invaluable um, in keeping things going at a time at times of difficulty, right, uh, especially in government organizations you know where leaders come and go, "You work for the rat these are the conversations that need to be held. You owe your loyalty to the right, yeah, okay? You could even inv- invite external speakers to come in and speak on change and, and, you know, what people need to do at a time like this because sometimes when you speak from the inside and if there are already trust issues and they think you're hiding things from them, they might not be so open to receiving what you have to say. Yeah. And uh, of course, there needs to be um, business as usual. It's also good at this time to organize simple gatherings, maybe social gatherings uh, outside of the workplace where, you know, you just go and makan, makan, have a movie night or something that brings people together, because what you want to do is tell people that, hey, I'm here for you. The the organization's here. We are here for each other. And let's carry on and pull together and go on as normal until we know otherwise.
0: That was Sheila Singham, founder of Human Equation, who we managed to speak to a little bit earlier on. And I think that's the thing, right? You want confidence in your leaders. Mm-hmm. And somebody just coming out and saying, look sorry we're behind closed doors, everything is okay, we're settling things here, we'll be back in a, in a while, don't worry, you know, we'd, we're dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Right. There hasn't even been that, mm-hmm. you know. It's just been a case of, you guys stay out of it, let us sort it, you know, and it feels too much like it's been a kind of very much a top-down thing.
1: I mean, when you talk about like positive uh, leaders and and confidence in leaders, uh, a certain faction showed up to the Stanan Nagara in a hop-on, hop-off bus, and I thought that was a nice touch, because it's a very human thing to do in a time time like this when people are, you know, there's so much of like um, um, political language and jargon being used, Mm. when you show up like that on the spot, I I thought it was a you know, it's it's a very human thing.
0: Even the little things like giving them KFC or or whatever as well, you know, great idea. Right, we're going to wrap up for this talk set. Don't forget we are asking a very simple question. Could Malaysian politicians have communicated better about recent events? If so, how? do let us know. Uh, quick update on the voting, actually. Uh, Av, can you just give us an update on Twitter poll?
1: Yeah, so 44.6% says yes with press uh, press conferences, 89 uh, say yes with social media, 7.1% for no, they're doing enough, and 393
0: no, I'm tired of all this. <laughs> Over on story, the numbers are 89% of you say yes. Uh, Malaysian politicians could have communicated better about recent events. Uh, and we'll be back after this uh, music from balthazar it is entertainment (laughs) Uh, a bit of a chat when we come back about um, some people still confused about what the idea of an interim leader actually Mm. means Uh, we're going to demystify some of that Uh, we'll be right back bfm 89.9 beyond frivolous matters bfm 89.9 the business station Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. My name is Rich Bradbury with... Frida Liu. And, of course, our producer is Christine Wong. Say hello, Christine. Hello. We are still trying to make sense over what's been happening over the last few days, mm-hmm. weeks, months, hours, minutes, seconds. That's how often things are changing <laughs> here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the topic of today is this question. Could Malaysian politicians have communicated better about recent events? And if so, how? Uh, we have a poll running on Instagram. We have a poll running on Twitter. We've asked for your feedback. Right via WhatsApp. Uh, We've got some. Uh, Let's go to Twitter first. Alf, can you just give us the results of the poll, please?
1: Yeah, um, 44.6 yes with press conferences, uh, 8.9 yes with social media, 7 for no, they're doing enough, and 39 for no, I'm tired of all this. Uh, We have a couple of messages. This comes from Audrey Raj, who says, many of them had the opportunity to speak to the press when exiting Istana, secret meetings, party HQs. Uh, They didn't need media conferences to clarify the situation. They could have uh, just gone on record with one reporter um, Gogolin says understand that things were fluid but there were opportunities to speak to the media maybe all scared to say the wrong thing um, and Hong says with so much disinformation flying around since Sunday I think they are doing good enough job um, pretty sure many on both sides were deceived um, at least once during the entire Lanka Sheraton
0: mm. Uh Kenya has said uh, be transparent and open to communication no closed door meetings etc uh, Ocean Rick has said no it's too muddy to see the clarity for themselves uh, do we have anything on mm. WhatsApp yes Prida? we've
2: got Benji our government and politicians always operate and I know best you just all keep quite enjoy the ride uh, <laughs> whenever the issues they go quiet so they have more uh, options to manoeuvre the crisis that's just Uh TH limia has got a fairly long uh, answer but he says I'll try to give my take on the questions on whether our politicians could have communicated better uh, in the absence of true non-biased reporting and most private cross-messaging by the masses, coupled with biased opinions expressed by our, our politicians, especially those in the losing end, um, we have to accept that such politicians will express and twist to what would they would like the masses to think. It's a polite way of saying they bluff the rakyat. Unfortunately, the majority of the are so used to handouts by the previous regime for the last 60 years to the extent of accepting it. As the entitlement culture, it's difficult for any government to try to change one's culture. Uh, There'll be resentment initially and the new government must persevere with their change if they're serious in wanting to change and improve the country as a whole. Having said that, my answer to your question is depends. Mm. Uh Communications under, understood by many is what came out of the politician's mouths. However, my view is communication is not complete until the receivers understands the true intention of the messages sent out.
0: That's that's true. Yeah, mm. and I think a lot of the problems that uh, we've we've seen in the past from some malaysian politicians is that they've said something Mm -hmm. they've then been quoted and then they've said actually i didn't say say that that." he's taken out of context how many of those i've been misquoted you missed yeah and so maybe i can understand why some of them are remaining tight-lipped and especially with what's happening now when they've gone to meet the the agong you know Mm -hmm. where he's interviewing them for however long there's a minute per person i think i I read or a minute and a bit per Mm -hmm. person you know and I, i suspect that 30 seconds of that, or 10 seconds of that before they leave, is that no. you don't say anything, huh? Yeah. You know, what we've discussed here stays here. So they're obviously going to come out and they're going to like keep their word the lips sealed about that.
1: I don't think people are expecting to have like you know a live telecast of of the closed down no, meetings. No, no, not no, no. not not even the meetings that they're having today, but even back in Putrajaya, even mm. in their own headquarters. Um I don't think people want to you know be a fly on the wall and, and listen to everything they're saying. But what I I think what the people want um is for someone to filter the information, put it out in like a clean document or something and just read it to the public yeah. once once you yeah. you know yeah. gone through all the the jargon, the the communication, yeah. once you've put it in a, in a clean and neat way, that's what they want communicated uh, to the public. Not all the stuff before you decide on anything. So I think there's a difference. It's
0: not that we want to hear everything. We want to hear the important stuff. I mean, let's be clear about this. I remember years ago when they first started broadcasting uh, in the UK, live mm. from the House of Parliament and mm. live from the House of Commons, right? And I remember thinking, well, who on earth, I, I was much younger then, mm. I should add, who on earth is going to want to watch this? You know, a, a bunch mm. of old fellas in a room screaming at one another about politics and about policy yeah. and, and, and debating over this. And, you know, most of it was kind of smoke and mirror and theatre. Mm-hmm. That became so appealing to a lot of people mm. because you could actually see, you know, how these people who had worked, and I say this in inverted commas, right, a lot of these politicians have worked very hard to get to where they are. A lot mm. of them haven't. You know, A lot of them have kind of had stuff handed to them on a silver platter. Mm. And to see how these two types of politicians interact with one another was very, very insightful. And it really made me think that there are politicians out there mm-hmm. who we've seen here in Malaysia as well yeah. work extremely hard to get to where they are. And when they have an argument and they want a discussion, it's a real meaty discussion and it means something. And when you've come away from that broadcast and you've watched them argue with their heart, it means a lot. And even though though, we don't want to see every little thing of what's happening, mm-hmm. just seeing something like that really makes me think maybe these politicians that we have put in place you know,
1: are, are doing the right thing. Because it gives you a glimpse into who they are as people. Because when you know there's confrontation and someone argues with with their uh, way of thinking and the things that they've put in place, yeah. uh, then you see how they can like hold up their own values and their moral systems and stuff. I think that's why it's appealing because mm. because you, it lets you see them as the people that they are um, without all the the you you know without all without someone speaking for them. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, of
4: course,
0: there has been a bit of confusion about what the idea of. of uh, an interim leader means mm. uh, okay. We've been backwards and forwards, and we gave you some information yesterday, me and Jeff, about you know the interim leader, uh, uh, the prime minister as the interim prime minister. Yeah. Now we, we've got a bit more uh, context about that in, in, in a broader point of view, not just from politics, uh, and uh, we managed to sit down this morning and get hold of Anita Lawrence. Uh, She's the founder of Exceed Excellence. She's a certified speaker, a trainer and a coach with the John Maxwell team. And we asked her, what's the definition and purpose of an interim leader?
5: When we refer to an interim leader, he or she is an accomplished operating executive, you know, highly skilled from extensive training in corporate or entrepreneurial environments. And their purpose is to help the organisation through periods of change, transformation or even transition.
1: Um, We also asked, uh, what steps can an interim leader take to have an impact during their time in position?
5: Firstly, I think that they need to be aware of the environment, what has happened in the past and what is expected for the future. This awareness is really important. And also maintaining the values that will actually matter to the people and to their team members And at the same time, to have an attitude, a positive one. And another most important part I feel is displaying behaviours that will make people look at the leader and say, okay, I'm feeling more comfortable, I'm feeling more confident. Lead with vision, inspire with heart and live the example. So I think these are crucial steps an interim leader should be able to take.
2: So uh, obviously an interim leader is not a design to hold the position permanently. So what are the
5: important building blocks to smoothen succession? Communication is so important. Constant, clear and transparent communication. Providing clarity on why you're doing what you're doing. In fact, preparing the team for what is to come. Because the last thing we want is for people to remain confused and afraid. And not only that, but setting a safe and strong foundation for the next leader to build on. So the focus is on the future.
0: There we go. Focusing on the future, of course, we will be asking you uh, this question. The question is, could Malaysian politicians have communicated better about recent events? And if so, how? Do let us know. Vote, ladies and gentlemen, on both Twitter and Instagram. We're at BFM Radio there. If you want to talk to us via text, 018-789-8899 is the number on WhatsApp. You can get us there. We're going to take a short break with some Elvis Costello and You Belong to Me. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with the update from from KLCI at break here on Enterprise Biz Bites. BFM 89.9. Bias Free Media. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. It is twelve thirty-two. The KLCI is at break. We'll be up with that in a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to be talking about though. What, uh, this is the question we're asking you: Do you think uh, Malaysian politicians have communicated? Uh, could they have communicated better about recent events? And if so, how? Do let us know via WhatsApp, via Twitter, and an Instagram, where of course we are, are running polls. There, Alf, can you give us the update, please? At break. Yeah. So at break, it is uh,
1: up by point by 1,505 points. Um, Active stocks by volume include um, XOX Berhad, uh, Sapura Energy Berhad and Powerwell Holdings Berhad. Um, A quick look at the ringgit. It is at 4.23
0: against the US dollar. Okay, great. Uh, an update on the poll over on Instagram. We are now at 87% to 13%, a slight shift of 3% from earlier on. Uh, just about the, the bursa as well, earlier on everything mm-hmm. was in the red earlier today mm-hmm. and now we have some, I can see some green, yeah, some shoots, some sprouts. Finally. It's uh, spring again almost. Uh, now, let's have some updates from uh, WhatsApp and from Twitter. Let's do WhatsApp first. Frida?
2: Okay, we've got here from Zulfami Fadila. I would love if the, uh, the YDP are going at the end of this episode whole a live telecast detailing his findings for me i really need to know who the snakes are and who are actually really <laughs> patriotic to the nation um aravin said i think the real question is not whether there was sufficient communication the real question is what could possibly be the value of the little episode that just took place other than politicians doing what politicians do which is acting out only out of their own self-interest i don't remember saying this yeah <laughs> Different okay. person. Um, start communicate. Uh, this is zero uh, zero two one. Start communication uh, skills top down with our civil service. Uh, the rot is truly deep there.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. What have you got? Yeah. So this comes from uh, at Yamin Lawood who says, can I vote yes for the first two? Um, and then Hamidi says, uh, ask yourself, uh, is anyone or any leaders do they talk without interest or bias? Good
0: question. I'm going to spend half an hour asking myself that same question. Uh, Right, so we're at that point now then where uh, we we spoke a little bit about communication and Mm -hmm. we're talking about uh, whether or not they are communicating effectively. I mean, Frida, you you mentioned that you were away in in Kuching Mm. and your stomach was churning. Mm. How similar was that to... um, the The night of PRU fourteen, right when okay. we were getting all of that information, there was a sense of excitement. There, mm, you know, yep. an ex, an, a sense of there's a probably well, a potential positive change.
2: It w- wasn't so much that we knew there was an election, so we we were preparing for it. I was preparing for whatever the news may be, good or bad or mm. or whatever. Right, we this is a surprise. But, but
0: I, I think you had everybody kind of had a a potential this this is a positive thing right i think
2: i I don't know i Um, I, really it was um i don't think i was positive in
0: enough in
2: my in my book i wasn't but what i'm saying is that it wasn't a surprise we're Mm. leading up to elections we know elections is happening Mm, you know what i mean we're building up to that this is just this piece of information that i'm getting on you know various sources and like what's going on what's going on you know i mean like you know because this is not something I was expecting on a a lovely quiet weekend Weekend, Yeah,
1: Um, I think it's also you know when uh, the elections versus what happened last weekend uh, the elections is like an exercise in democracy you Mm. know what's happening and the stuff that happened last weekend is the anti-democracy you're you're sitting uh, back and just looking at politicians making decisions for you and you're wondering like wait what's going on and you know like how how I didn't vote for this yeah and people are using words like snap elections people are using words like new government and you're like how is there a new government when I, the I people went, have no I went say in it and what's yeah, happened when yeah. that I've woken up yeah. yeah so it it was um i don't think it was positive it was like worrying and and there was so much um like uncertainty like like mm. how how is so much power being shifted without the the advice or the input of the people i think that was the biggest sentiment
0: yeah uh, here's the thing though i remember Sunday night, uh, you know, saying to somebody, you know, I I don't want to freak you out, but by the morning you could have a new government. Yeah, you know, and it's people like you. But but (laughs) but here's the thing: I'm I'm at that point now where I'm almost at number four on our on our polls. Where I'm like, no, I'm tired of all of this. You know, it's all of this kind of politicking and this toing and froing that we've been left in the dark about. And I think you know part of the the reason that some of this is happening and that some of this might be happening behind closed doors mm-hmm. is just to get us to a point where we just kind of lay on our backs and say, you know what, just get on with it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of. You know, the methodology?
1: Um, something Anita said just now was, was very interesting where she said that, you know, the, the, the whole purpose of this is to set an example for uh, future leaders and like future leadership and the future of the country and, and mm-hmm. the stuff that has happened over the last week is a bad example for the future of the country yeah. because if yeah. you have leadership that goes, you know, this can happen, like anything can happen behind closed doors, yeah. it's a very, very bad um, example to set for any future people who are going to come into positions of power.
2: And I've realised that maths is very important. <laughs>
1: so yes yes
0: <laughs> now uh, of Did course I
2: m- subtract yes
0: so when things have happened very publicly mm-hmm. you know like o- over in in uh, New Zealand for example uh, the, the mass shooting that was that mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. now um, when that happened the kind of response of politicians over there was, was uh, very quick mm. uh, and it was very open mm-hmm. and it happened very, very quickly, of yes. course, uh, Jacinta Arden after the, the mass shooting, of course. And that whole thing of like just standing up, I'm telling you exactly what's happened, mm. how it's going to happen mm-hmm. and what we're going to do about it. Yep. And it happened within what? A couple of hours of the shooting. Very fast. Very, very fast. Mm -hmm. That kind of communication is fantastic, you know, and it's most important during the time of of crisis. Mm -hmm. Some of the best responses happen when world leaders are open, honest, and and vulnerable. On a human level. On a human level, yeah. So we managed to get hold of Dr. Craig Selby uh, from Orchan Consulting, uh, a communication and change agency, asked a bunch of questions. It started off with, In crisis situations like this, uh, what are some of the best practices for leaders to ensure better communication?
6: That's certainly a challenging question to answer, because at times like this, things represent a shouting match rather than a controlled conversation. In crisis situations, gaining control of your narrative is the paramount thing to do. But concurrently showing your human side to your audiences, the humanity aspect, is also extremely important. What we see are statements being made as almost knee-jerk reactionary statements. They are not planned, and the level of clarity is confusing. Add to the mix social media, accelerating reachability, both in terms of numbers and speed, often leaving people confused as to actual timelines or chronology, and to having or lacking a holistic understanding of the situation. Better communication can be as simple as provision of information. Leaving people guessing is a strategy, but is it a strategy that is the best for the broader stakeholders? Providing speculation rather than fact detracts from overall messaging too. As various players second guess each other, publicly comment on it, that enhances confusion. It also showcases that something is contrary to principled democracy. The politician before the people. In an ideal situation, it would always be people first. And the messages used should reinforce not only that, but the fact that there is light at the end of the tunnel. At the moment, I'm seeing smoke, not light.
1: Um, we also asked, you know, transparency has been an issue for many years, Malaysian politics and all. Uh, why has it been difficult to be transparent during a crisis?
6: Let's be honest. The issue of lack of transparency is not exclusively owned by the political arena. Brands often fail in this too during a crisis. Lack of training, being blindfolded by even the possibility that a crisis may arise, or sheer indifference to the broader picture all clouds our transparency and can only be resolved well through prior planning. Transparency escapes many of us because we forget our purpose. In all things, it's essential that we go back to the purpose. Instead of either putting a Band-Aid over the issues or sweeping them under the carpet, we need to be conscious of addressing them from the angle as to why it is important to the end receiver of the information.
2: So with that in mind, how do leaders or brands improve their public perception when many feel
6: trust has been betrayed? Never an easy task, but certainly not an impossible one. Swaying opinion comes through sincerity and action, and backing that up, so it is indeed an achievable option for us. But most importantly, make a choice. We cannot please everyone, so make a choice on who your end receiver is. Who do you need to target? Clearly understand the challenge that they are facing, and endeavor to provide a viable and sincere solution to that challenge. There are always going to be haters, So having belief in your narrative and being consistent about it is critical. Trust comes from consistency in message and in delivery.
0: Dr. Selby, thank you very much uh, for this uh, time uh, you spent with us this morning. Right, we're going to wrap up in a sec, uh, but don't forget we are asking you this question before we go into a break. Could Malaysian politicians have communicated better about recent events, and if so, how? Let us know. A quick update on the polls and the numbers over on Twitter right now. Uh, Yes, with press conferences is at 45.7%. No, uh, sorry, yes, with social media, 8.2%. No, they're doing enough at 7.2%. And no, I'm tired of all this at 38.8%. Pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Some of you are sick to death of it. Mm-hmm. Time for a break. Music up next with Big Nothing with Calm Me Down. Uh, we're <laughs> almost out of time, but we've got uh, one more talk set, of course, in just a couple of minutes. We are going to take a break here on Enterprise Biz Bytes, BFM 89.9. Brand Friendly Marketeers BFM 89.9 Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Rich Bradbury with Frida Liu Arvind Viraj. Of course our producer of the day is Christine Wong Say hello Christine Hi uh, we're going to be with you for a few more minutes, uh, still getting numbers for those uh, polls or votes for those polls. What number are we at now, Arv? Oh, give us an update.
1: Yeah, so uh, 45.7 for yes with press conferences, 8.2 for yes with social media, 7.2 no, they're doing enough, and 38.8 no, I'm tired
0: of all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any WhatsApps, any tweets mm. we want to uh, go to?
4: Sure.
2: I'll go through. Uh, this is Maggie Bess. With or without all these current issues, politicians, government, corporations seldom communicate well despite having the means to do so. This applies the world over. People are not transparent, but they like others to trust them. Ironical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Fu here says most of the politicians, especially for ones that have been governing this country for the past uh, six years, and the one that's fanical with certain religion, they don't know how to communicate. All they know is how to enrich themselves. Mm. Uh, Christopher Lim. Uh, this is a time for stability uh, with coronavirus, trade wars and supply chain disruption. Uh, looming and we've got uh, Ro with a very naughty comment. Okay, we'll get to Ro's comment in a moment. Uh, Benji said, with the lack of information, clarity from politicians, we're lucky uh, the Agong is on top situation, communicated sufficiently, else things will be much worse. I'd, I'd have to say so as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Chiawe, uh, always smoke and mirrors. Uh, it's become so difficult to even believe our politicians say, we are always left to read between the lines and speculate what's next. Uh, backtracking the words within the same 24 hours and vicious attacks of each other's characters, is not what the racket deserves. Is that what we call leadership. Uh, Eugene here said, I'm not I'm not convinced that unity government might be the only way forward to Malaysia. Uh, right now, it's everything, it's all or nothing in Malaysia. Um, you know, he goes on about the different parties as well. So, start playing the media game and fix Malaysia. I'm just mm-hmm. going to uh, cap it off at that. Uh, here, Rose says, I'm fairly sure, uh, conversation in the water cooler usually about how spicy Nasi Lemak was, which in turn brings employees closer and thus increases productivity. I'm fairly sure when Guy Fox was playing Plotting, his first thought wasn't, "Hey, how am I going to tell the people?" And so, come on, you all, this is an attempt coup. Don't broadcast yeah.
0: it. I think we're talking, Ro, about mm. after the attempted coup. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know about what's been happening afterwards. But you know, thanks for pointing out the obvious. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you want to get in touch uh, with more comments, zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine is the WhatsApp number. Twitter or Instagram, we are at BFM Radio. Still a few minutes left to go. I'm just thinking about at, at this point about pamphlets being sent
4: out
1: for like coup, coup, you know, <laughs> coup this weekend. <laughs>
0: Come on. Right. So uh, from a leadership perspective, the trust of the people has been fractured, of course, after last week's craziness. We're seeing this. Uh, It shouldn't happen in a democracy. A people's choice uh, should never be superseded. How does a government or a leadership party rebuild their image and regain the trust of the people again? How important is communication during times like this? Of course, this is something we've been touching again and again and again on today, yesterday, Mm -hmm. the day before, every day since Sunday, pretty much. Uh, Again, we managed to sit down with uh, Janita Sukumaram, the founder and consulting director of Rantau Golin, asked her some questions for the successor of this very checkered legacy. How would you advise them to reinvent the brand image of Malaysian politicians and politics?
7: In any crisis, there are opportunities. That's what we say in business. And the incoming government is actually being given a fairly clean slate to rebrand themselves. And they should see it as a gift To make a change. If you go back to the Malaysian Code of Arms, it actually reads, unity is strength. And I think it is time to play this up and actually showcase this by going back to the people and engaging with the people exactly like what PH did to win the elections in 2018 in the first place. I mean, when this whole incident blew up, the question to ask is how many MPs reached out to their constituents and actually allied peers and told them that, Things are going to be okay. And with today's technology and social platforms, MPs should have access to their voters to communicate with them. And it's time for voters to know who their representatives are, and not only during campaign trails, but after and always. I think Malaysian politics need to build a fresher image of being more involved, more caring, more transparent. They need to project an image of altruism.
2: Right, And I guess that's why we voted them, right? So we've been talking about communication the whole show. So let's have a final think on this. If you were to develop how future politicians communicate, especially in terms of crisis, what would you say?
7: I'm a very firm believer that in a crisis, you must take charge of a narrative and to communicate as honestly as the law allows you to. And when the core of the crisis are people, one of the most important actions is to actually apologize for the confusion and fear that had been caused. In this case, apologize for not having said anything for so long. Forget about politicians feeling betrayed. The people of this country are nursing a bigger betrayal from an entire government, from leaders they trusted. The immediate focus is to regain that trust. And I think um, the interim government needs to be clear. Enough for politicking. Let's get down to dealing with the economy. And, you know, right now we have the COVID-19 issue. These are pure survival issues for our nation right now. Communicate boldly that the government is getting down to business and that they will manage these issues. People need to feel safe, and since they cannot trust in politics, then make them trust in the economy and health. Show a, definitely a higher level of commitment and honest concern for the people instead of themselves. It is really more time to be more vocal about the job you are chosen to do and not about yourself. People are tired of self-serving politics.
0: Mm. The, oh, okay. it almost feels like i don't want to say anything else but okay. you know <laughs> yeah, we yeah do that, 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 that's the mic drop
2: right that's yeah. the mic. and and that's the thing right when she said with people we trusted was it a case of us trusting them you know um as in did, did we you know and this is something i was just reflecting did i just choose between you know the devil i, I knew and the, the, sea. and the deep blue sea right mm-hmm. was that the talk? and really it's about building the trust How, and the thing and politicians, right? Unfortunately, when you use that word, it has a very negative connotation. Mm. There have been some bright shoots of people who I know are working, and yes. that's hope, and that's what politicians are for. You've chosen, you've chosen to serve the country. That's what you've done, and it's it's, and that's the whole thing. We've got to communicate and show that you're doing. Work. Unfortunately, even when you're doing work, you have to show that you're doing work, mm. right? Uh, that's what that's there's that there's that game in a way you have to play. Uh, but at the same time, I know that there are people who are doing work.
0: I'll give you a, a, a quick story, a, a personal story, just before, very quickly before we wrap up. So my father in his um, later years got into politics. Mm. And he got into politics uh, specifically for one purpose. And at the top of my parents' street, there was a very busy road. And for years, he wanted to build a, a crossroads. Okay. And so he kept asking the local government over and over again, the local politicians, to put in a crossroads so that kids can cross this road you know, properly. And nothing happened. So he decided that he would run as an independent uh, just to get this crossroads put in at Mm. our local village, which he did. And then eventually he was courted by a whole bunch of other politicians who rolled him into their party. And he agreed more or less with their policies. And he was a member of that party for a considerable number of years and he would be out, you know, uh, uh, politicking for them and helping them in one thing or another. And as it was his turn to move into a prominent role, a person who he thought was uh, a very close friend Mm. and a confidant turned around and essentially backstabbed him Mm. to usurp him within that political party. And so from that point... This whole idea of politicians not being self-serving and we have these wonderful politicians, there are some out there. But politics is politics is politics. It is smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of backstabbing. It's a lot of you know, doing things in dark, quiet corners. And the good guys always lose, sadly. I
1: hmm. think, you know, you mentioned the the reason why your dad got into politics. I think it should go back to that. Because it, at the yes, core, exactly. you know, you want right. to do something good and you want the, the authority to do it. And at the end of the day, that's what it should be, right? Yeah. Um, and then the later years, like you said, that's what politics becomes. Like, yeah. you know, there's so much of infighting and, and, and basically politics again,
0: politics building on top of politics. And, yeah. and that's how it gets ruined, I guess. But well, there we go. So we've spoken mm. about communication. Uh, we've asked whether or not you felt Malaysian politicians could have communicated better. Uh, after the attempted coup, as, as Ro yeah. as so bluntly <laughs> pointed out. Thanks, Ro, for that. Uh, now, um, of course, we've got some numbers that we want to quickly highlight over on uh, Twitter. The results of the poll... Ah. Let me do a quick uh, refresh uh, it
1: is at 46.4 yes with press conferences, 8.4 yes with social media, 7.3 no they're doing enough and 38.2 no I'm tired of all this. So I mean if you put those yeses
0: and nos together it's a pretty fair 50-50 split isn't it almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Over on Story, the numbers are 86% of you think that uh, yes politicians could have done a better job at communicating whereas 14% of you have said uh, no they've done enough. Right time for us to wrap up but of course coming up after the one o'clock news is the Breakfast Grill replay from this morning uh, with Datuk, Dr. Rais Hussain Mohammed Arif the CEO of Amir Research uh, following Brasatu's exit Pakatan Harapan is a coalition without a majority in Parliament can PH as a coalition stay afloat and can its erstwhile partner survive on its own in the political wilderness that's all coming up after the one o'clock news my name is Rich Bradbury on behalf of Free Liu Arvin Uvarach and of course our producer Christine Wong this has been Enterprise Biz Bites here on BSN